We are fascinated by the things that used to be on the earth but aren't any longer, aren't we? From dinosaurs to things like the dodo bird to woolly mammoths, saber-toothed tigers, like you name it. But should we be using science to resurrect them? Are there things that we can learn from this? What is the rationale for all this? Well, Ben Lamb is the founder and CEO of Colossal Biosciences. His company is actually working on resurrecting woolly mammoths. And he joins us now to talk about that. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Ben, my first question is why? Why do this? <laughs> well, um, most people don't realize this because we're starting to talk about climate change and, and, and all the effects of it. But what people aren't talking enough about is biodiversity loss. And that actually leads to ecosystem collapse. And there's about 100 keystone species around the world that if they disappear, those entire ecosystems collapse. That's food security, that's water, that, that, that that's the health and breathing of our planet. And it's forecasted that we're going to lose up to 50% of all biodiversity uh, between now and 2050. And so we're working on technologies that can bring back critically endangered species, as well as bring back uh, a couple of these iconic uh, species to reintroduce them back into degraded ecosystems for geoengineering projects. Okay, so what would you do with those? Like, why wouldn't we focus on making sure we're keeping the species we have rather than resurrecting ones that aren't around anymore? We should. And, but the problem is modern conservation technologies and modern conservation techniques just don't work as fast as the way that humans destroy ecosystems and accelerate man-made climate change. And so the entire conservation world needs new tools and they need genetic rescue tools. Like if you look at the northern white rhino, which are functionally extinct, there's two females left. How modern conservation takes care of them is they surround them with bodyguards, they protect the land and they pray no one they don't just come to disease and no one poaches them. That is the current modern te- uh, technique. Our technique allows us to take those uh, gametogen, take, take the individual cells, create embryos genetically, and then and then long term actually grow additional northern white rhinos ex utero in artificial wombs so that we can rewild hundreds of northern white rhinos back into the wild. And so those technologies though, Sammy, are really expensive. They're really hard. So you've got to think through what are ways that you can build new monetization models around building these genetic rescue technologies so that you can subsidize it and give it to the conservation world. So all the technologies that we develop on the path for for de-extinction have applications to human healthcare, which we monetize. And that allows us to then give all of those technologies uh, back to the conservation world. Okay, but monetizing sounds like it's still a big part of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when you start looking at doing genetic rescue on an animal or bringing back an animal, you start to understand what's called the systems. It's system thinking and system design, kind of like a software product. So you have to start to understand the computational software side, the genetic engineering side, the animal husbandry side. And some pieces of that have applications to human healthcare. Like you've probably heard of CRISPR and some of these gene editing tools. Well, we are advancing what's called multiplex editing, where you can make multiple edits all over the genome in our path towards de-extinction. That has enormous applications uh, to human healthcare. We also just spun out our first biotechnology computational biology software platform, FormBio, which is now focused on helping scientists and bench scientists work better with their data using AI. And so that was a tool that we developed for our uh, computational analysis of ancient genomes. We're now using it 
uh, you know, uh, for human healthcare and human research and drug discovery. Okay. Now, Ben, I'm sure somebody has asked you this, but have you not ever seen like Jurassic Park and what kind of safeguards do you have in place? Yeah, we, it's weird. You're the first person to ever ask the Jurassic Park question. We've never, we've, I we've never heard these. I don't, come on, no we've, way. We've never heard the Jurassic Park question. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, I've been given t-shirts. I've gone on stage yeah. and music. So, so yes, I definitely hear it. You know, um, and so, so for us, you know, we are de-extincting genes. We're looking at what are critically endangered species that we can help and we can also de-extinct their long lost cousin, if you will. So in the case of the woolly mammoth, we're, we actually look at the Asian elephant, which is endangered. It's it's 99.6% a woolly mammoth already genetically. And so we actually then look at just what are the genes that make a mammoth a mammoth, and we de-extinct those to make our, you know, kind of 2.0 mammoths, if you will. And on that path, we actually then get to develop, you know, technologies that can help uh, elephants. One of the things that we've announced that we're working on, which we're, which we're probably, we don't talk enough about, we're pretty excited about, is uh, a cure for what's called EEHV. Most people don't know this because they just think it's all poaching that kills elephants, but 25% of elephants every single year. So a quarter of the population dies due to EEHV. It's a herpes virus that plagues the species. Well, we actually, we as humanity, we have the tools and technologies to save that. But guess what? There's no money in saving that. If not, someone would have already done it. And so for us, you know, when we're working on these big iconic charismatic species like like the mammoth it completely makes sense for us to eradicate that disease and then that's that is a cure and a vaccine that we can give to the entire world and help save existing elephants kind of on the path to uh, uh the de-extinction of the mammoth so it's really interesting for us because you know we get to make great technologies for human health care we get to you know and on the path to bringing back some of these iconic species we get to help you know their distant cousins that are still on this earth are you worried at all, though, Ben, that like this, this is all sounds great and, and you may be doing it for altruistic purposes and, and it's fascinating. But what, what is the end result here? Like you well, once it gets past this and other people are using your technology. Yeah. So all the technologies that we develop that have an application to conservation we're giving to the world. Right. And so some of our core de-extinction technologies, we're not just going to open up Pandora's box and give that to anyone. There'll be certain trade secrets patents and technologies that that we keep uh, obviously internally so we're not trying to you know give this to the world now some of these technologies like crispr the genie's already out of the bottle like crispr is out there gene editing tools and technologies are out there some of them are actually very accessible and very easy to do people are doing biohacking at home you know so there needs to be very thoughtful processes and regulations around some of these things but we are very very thoughtful we work very very closely with the federal government federal government's actually also an investor in colossal the u.s federal government's also an investor in colossal so we are very thoughtful about what technologies we will release to the public that have an application for good um, versus technologies that you know could be used for uh, nefarious reasons okay how far away from you though are have are from having an actual woolly mammoth <laughs> so um, there may be species that come before the woolly mammoth, full disclosure. Uh, we've announced, obviously, uh, I think you know, a couple other species uh, kind of on that path. But 2028, we should have our first calves. We are currently on track. We've done the genetic sequencing of both the mammoth, the Asian, and the Asian elephant. We've done the comparative uh, genomic work, so we understand what make what genes make a mammoth a mammoth. And there's about 65 genes we're editing, uh, and we've made uh, and we've and we've edited 20 of them to date. And so we're establishing cell lines and establishing uh, uh, processes for uh, IVF and elephants and 
oocyte retrieval. And so we're even starting to de-risk the later stages of the project right now. What does that mean? Like de-risk I mean, so the later wait- stages of the project. Oh yeah. So, so we're not, so we're not waiting. You know, I think a lot of people like in a research uh, institute would just go start and they, they do, okay, what's step one? Let's do step one. Great. Let's go do step two. Uh, we didn't do that. We went, you know, we raised $225 million and we built the entire infrastructure in all of the various teams from animal husbandry to embryology to stem cell reprogramming, uh, to cellular engineering, to computational biology, so that we could work on all parts of the project in parallel. So we're doing advanced somatic cell nuclear transfer, transfer better known as cloning. Uh, you know, we're actually, you know, working on that now. We're not waiting till we have mammoth embryos to go through that uh, kind of uh, that, that step, if you will, and perfect those cloning protocols. We're doing cloning protocols and embryos right now. Okay, so what else is on your list? Uh, so right now, you know, the, believe it or not, the woolly mammoth, the Tasmanian tiger, uh, and um, the dodo, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, that we have is 107, a lot. Yeah, we have 107 scientists working on it, and we've got 30 research partners worldwide. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a very large team working on those. So I think we're going to continue to stay pretty focused, um, you know, on those. We, we think, you know, like the dodo is the symbol of man-made uh, extinction. The woolly mammoth is, you know, obviously our iconic first species. And, you know, we worked very, very closely with uh, researchers in Tasmania and and Australia on returning another species that mankind eradicated from the planet. And most people don't realize this, but some of the species that we're working on, it wasn't that man influenced them, like in the the case of research papers that come out with the mammoth. But there's in other cases, like the, the thylacine and dodo, we eradicated them. We just did that. That was not like, oh, we influenced it and it would have maybe gone the trajectory of the mammoths at, at some point. No, we completely did that. The Australian government put bounties to kill thylacines and we eradicated the thylacines. We as a, as a, as a, a species of humans right. eradicated that. So anything that we can do to undo the sins of the past is something we're pretty excited about. Wow. All right, Ben, thank you very much for that. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. That is Ben Lamb, founder and CEO of Colossal Biosciences. I, uh, I, I just have that feeling like it, just because we can do it, should we be doing it, right? It's it's um, it's interesting stuff. It's fascinating stuff. And sure, it's amazing science. But I don't know. We'll wait and see what happens on that one. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com. We'll get a check. 